Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Feel like you got enough to do already? I do. That's why I use Ship Same Day Delivery to keep up with my busy life. They know the snacks I like down to the extra creamy in my peanut butter. I can get deliveries at home, on set, or even when I'm away on vacay. And my personal shopper, Amber, she's got my back. As in, she asks them to check the back if it's not on the shelf. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Uh, Welcome to the show, everyone. I am Ben Kissel, looking at Marcus Parks. Hey, Ben. Coming to you live through the internet. Mm. Do you hear the death rattle in the background? (laughs) Uh, These jackasses over at the FCC just passed some legislation. Uh, This is a backroom deal, and uh, basically net neutrality... uh, it's uh, it's it's gone uh, if they have their way. Well, what it is right now is that they've repealed net neutrality rules. Of course, we knew this was going to happen. It, it was a very it was an almost uh, certainty that this was going to happen because the FCC, yeah. the the board that decides this, is for three Republicans and Democrats, and, and they this, voted right along party lines. And this pie guy, the the head of the FCC, uh, right? He's bought and sold by Verizon. Yeah, huh? he's bought and sold by Verizon. He's going after he gets this through. He's going to be quitting. He's going to go get a nice cushy job at Verizon. I mean. It's all tit for tat. Yeah, just uh, another classic example of government to a lateral move to corporation and yeah. back and forth, and we're getting screwed over in the process. We're getting screwed over pretty hard uh, if it actually goes through because right. the fight is not over yet. Um, I'm not going to say, you know, the sky is falling right now. It's demoralizing without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not. I mean, it definitely put a rock in my belly today. I know. You uh, said that in a text message. You said, yeah, I got a rock in my belly, but I wasn't sure if you were being, um, uh, if you were just. Literal? If I was being literal, if I ate text, a bunch of rocks. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't sure if you were being fictitious or dramatic, but I was like, is he gnawing on rocks now? What's going on? So there is some hope out there still. Well, the hope uh, is that, of course, I mean, this thing is going to get tied up in the courts, just like the original net neutral. When the rules went in, the uh, telecom companies uh, went after it, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there was a couple of uh, appeals, uh, court decisions, and and, you know, and this uh, decision is going to go to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, which is, you know, overwhelmingly uh, Democratic right mm-hmm. now. Uh, so it looks like it it may be OK. And you right. also in when 2018 comes, if Doug Jones, Doug Jones, we're going to break Jones. that all down. Yeah. Doug Jones beating Roy Moore in Alabama. Big upset. First time a Democrat has held that seat in 25 years. It's amazing. Uh, and Senator Shelby, he was the last Democrat to win it two years later. He became a Republican. So (laughs) it's really the first true blue uh, Democrat to win the seat in a very, very long time. Very long time. Uh, But if that's any indication, then the Democrats are probably going to be 
taken some seats uh, come November. 2018 at this time before the show started, we were talking about Congress is going to look a lot different. Mm-hmm. The Senate is uh, the Senate is up for grabs now, and who knows what's going to happen in the House. We're going to get through the numbers here when it comes to Doug Jones and Roy Moore. We'll wrap up the net neutrality thing. Women came through. 51% of the total vote in Alabama was women, 49% men. Uh, African uh, American women, black women, 98% for Jones. I mean, we'll get into those numbers. Women are showing up to the polls. Uh, it also didn't help that Steve Bannon criticized Alabama uh, University because uh, th- there is two things that matter in Alabama, the Bible and Alabama football. And he managed to really take down uh, the old Crimson Tide there, and they rolled to the polls and let him know where he can go. So next year, there there very well could be uh, legislation introduced to protect yes. net neutrality rules, to uh, reinstall net neutrality rules. It's going to be a couple, I would say, at least if nothing <clears throat> uh, works, if it goes through through if it's completely repealed we're not going to really see anything for a couple of years mm-hmm. um and well they uh, gotta let us slowly cook it's a, gonna a be frog a frog boiling in water it's gonna be a very slow cook yeah. uh, but if you look at uh, some other countries mm. that do not have net yeah. neutrality rules if you mm. look at say portugal or new zealand uh mm. just look at just google portugal uh net neutral no net neutrality and you can see uh it is they got these packages that they sell and it, it's all it's horrible it's packages it's uh, 499 euros uh, for messaging that's uh, Skype uh, iMessage um, you know I you know iMovie right. all that social that's five bucks that's uh-huh. uh, Facebook Instagram Twitter uh, you got video all- that's five dollars that's YouTube <clears throat> that's net uh, that's Netflix right. music that's Spotify email uh, that's Gmail each one of those is five dollars more dollars. What about the new technologies that come into the market there? Because these apps are, they're, these apps, they're coming every day. It seems they're getting different every day. But what do they do? They just, exactly. do they just include those into the packages? Or how do they how do they impregnate the app into this package? Exactly. What do we have to do? Do we have to apply to Comcast and right. AT&T and Verizon before we even get on the internet? Is that what's going to happen? Do we have to have some yeah. sort of like, do we have to have some sort of categorization for every single thing? It's like, okay, say you have a new video streaming app. Well, if you want it on Comcast, then you're going to have to pay, you know, $500 a month uh, in order to get the fast lane, in order to even get that through. Plus probably what, a $30 application. Whatever they want to do. Whatever they want to do. Anything, anything they want to do, they can now do to bilk you out of more money. And you know what? It will definitely affect us here, obviously, uh, with the podcast. But people like Holden from the Roundtable of Gentlemen and Wizard and the Bruiser, that Twitch, the live streaming services, all of that stuff is going to completely change. Yeah. And I don't think it'll be, uh, it won't be economically sustainable for uh, for people who make a living off of that stuff. Yeah, and, and, and that's the, uh, the, hor- not, that, that's the terrible thing about it is that I think that's part of what they're trying to do because people like- Well, all they of, see there's a lot of money out there and they want to get their grubby hands on it. They see, they see there's a lot of money out there and- you know, honestly, not to get too conspiracy theorist here, but, you know, they see that there are a lot of people that are making money on their own that aren't dependent right. uh, on the oligarchs, know, on, on the oligarchs, uh, even though, you know, shit, we are still dependent on, you know, we're dependent on iTunes and, oh, and various and SoundCloud and various other well, the funniest hosting thing is, technologies. We're already dependent on these, oh, on these corporations. Well, and that's why I think it 
access to the internet is, should be a basic human right. Of I course. say it, and people disagree with me, but you can't if you don't have the internet. You are at such a disadvantage. You're not even in the same world. I mean, there are some businesses out there that don't even believe that water is a natural human right. Uh, you're going to have people <clears> out <throat> there that believe that nothing is a human right except maybe air, and even then, mm. maybe not. The band. <laughs> great band. Yeah, Virgin great. Suicide's uh, soundtrack is, is fantastic. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, just a micro example. I had Spectrum Cable. I got the 25 uh, channels for 1995, mm. HGTV and Food Network. Oh, did you, you pull the trigger on that? Yeah, but then the, none of the networks came. They didn't. <laughs> they totally screwed me over. And in the meantime, they disconnected my Wi-Fi, and then I had to pay $25 to reconnect it. And I'm like, you disconnected it. And they're like, there's a small fee. Yeah. I'm like, it's all, it's all your fault. Yeah, and, and those of you out there, that I've been, you know, I've been getting uh, emails and we get like Twitter messages from people that are anti-net neutrality. These are the people that you're putting your internet access in the hands of. I wouldn't do it. These are the people that you're trusting uh, to treat you fairly. You know, you say, look, we're well, not going to. You know, in my neighborhood, I've got four different what, choices for uh, internet. You know, here in Brooklyn, well, we got uh, Time you got, Warner. Yep, you got one, and that's the thing is that sometimes it changes from building to building. Mm. You know, like one building, one uh, landlord, one uh, owner may decide, like, okay, well. We're going to be a Time Warner household and anybody. And so they're only going to hook it up for Time Warner. And if you want Verizon, then you're fucked because your landlord has decided to not do it. Yeah, And now, of course, Time Warner has become Spectrum. Ah, yes. And they let you know. Yeah, they absolutely have let us know. Yes, indeed. So let's get into what happened in Alabama. Huge victory, a massive uh, indictment of Steve Bannon's brand of politics, just playing on the worst of us. Roy Moore, the most tarnished candidate that I've ever seen in my entire life. Easily. Even ahead, uh, or despite all of the allegations of pedophilia and hunting of young women, uh, you know, he's a theocrat. He doesn't believe Muslims should be allowed to serve in Congress. Uh, this is a guy who believes that homosexuality should literally be illegal. As we talked about on the last episode, he agrees with Vladimir Putin that the United States is flawed. He loves that. It uh, says that America was last great when slavery was uh, still legal. It's he he says, that, says that every uh, amendment after the 10th <clears throat> Amendment should be repealed. That Absolutely insane. And this is where Rand Paul, he's forever on my shit list because he's such a total and epic failure. Uh, there's nothing libertarian about uh, Roy Moore. No. He's just a bigot. That's it. <clears throat> so with Roy Moore... Uh, of, of course, also, he he equated the decision to legalize gay marriage. He said it was worse than the Dred Scott decision. As we talked about, the Dred Scott decision confirmed slavery. It, yeah. it basically uh, allowed slavery to exist and continue in this country. And gay marriage opened up freedoms for a huge group of our population. So he's a, he's a total yeah, maniac. You know, what, you know what it did? It made him feel icky. It did. It made him feel really icky. So that was infringing on his freedom. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. Don't tread on me flat. Flag needs to have like an an addendum and say like and I won't tread on you either and I feel like because <laughs> these people who don't tread who don't like to be treaded on they do a lot of treading yeah uh, judging from the tires on their pickup big trucks fan anyway. of trains and they love to cry about it afterwards so Doug Jones really needed the black vote to sh uh, to turn up and they did in droves almost thirty percent of the vote in Alabama was the African American vote. And he was able to double the white vote that Obama got. So Obama had uh, 96 or so percent of the African-American vote and only 15 percent of the white vote. Doug Jones got 30 percent of the white vote and 96 percent of the African-American vote. Of course, 68 percent of whites went for Roy Moore and 2 percent for these write-ins who really did 
uh, possibly swayed the election? Because I think most of these write-ins were conservatives who just could not pull the trigger for Roy Moore. But also, obviously, we're not going to vote for a Democrat. They gave the election to Doug Jones. And, I mean, obviously, the, the ground game was very surprising for Jones. Mm-hmm. And I think the uh, increase in the white vote there, I don't think that has as much to do with people changing their minds uh, as much as it does people who actually got up their ass and left the house oh, and sure. actually participated, you know, and actually uh, realized that, uh, you know, people in this country are starting to realize that voting matters. You yeah. know, it, these <clears throat> things have very real consequences totally. on our lives. You know, I think for for the longest time in America, you <clears throat> can kind of put your head in the sand about politics and it didn't really affect your life that much. Mm-hmm. But now people are starting to see that there are very real consequences if you do not pay attention. Absolutely. People are starting to stand up, get out, and make their voices heard. And it's a fucking beautiful thing to see. The election was a difficult one for uh, Doug Jones. Not a lot of people gave him a chance to win this thing, myself included. 37% of the total vote uh, was from Democrats. Mm-hmm. That was only 37% of the voters, and it was 43% Republicans. So he had to peel off. Doug Jones had to peel off quite a few Republicans, and he was able to do that. He obviously got 98% of the Democrat vote. 2% went to Roy Moore. I don't know. They might just be Dixiecrats or something. I have, <laughs> like I don't know how you're like— I don't like, think Dixiecrats exist I anymore. don't know what— They just maybe haven't changed their ID. <laughs> I have no idea. Dixiecrats was like, well, they may have been Whigs. I have no clue. I, but who are these two? Yeah, the Federalists really showed up. There. <laughs> and uh, so he was able to get 98. So the Democrats went hard for, for Jones. And uh, Doug Jones was also able to peel off 8% of the Republican vote, mm-hmm. which was fairly significant. 1% went to the right and 91% uh, for Roy Moore. But the independent vote, this is also very big. 43% for Roy Moore. And this was 21% of the total electorate. 43% for Moore. And uh, Jones got 51% with 5% going into the write-in. So that's a very big win. You can see what happened with Roy Moore. He didn't win big enough amongst constituents that he that he knew he was going to win. But he had to win by much larger margins and just wasn't able to pull it off. One of the more interesting stats here is uh, is the accusations, right? The allegations against uh, Roy Moore, obviously, of sexual misconduct. People who obviously believe that these are true, you can imagine they voted for Doug Jones, mm-hmm. right? So 89% of people who thought these were definitely or probably true voted for Doug Jones when it comes to the allegations. But 8% still voted for him. <laughs> Which is like, who is this 8% of people who are just like, I do believe he's a diddler. He's got my vote. Uh, It's like, what happened? I think the 8% (laughs) was uh, people like that guy in that Vice video. was like, well, some district attorney hit on my 14-year-old. I think I'd be proud by God. I guess it's so. People, it's people like that. It's people that like know that, they, that he did it and don't see anything wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, I want to meet the, the people behind that 8% You don't want to meet those people. I do want to meet them and just stare at them <laughs> like it's a museum exhibit. It's so weird to me because, of course, uh, folks that said it's probably not true, 94% of them voted for Roy Moore. I can under If you don't believe it's true, then it's like, okay, I guess you can wiggle, you can you can open up some wiggle room to pull the lever for this lunatic. But the 8% they're like, did it. He did it. I know he did it. We're going to send a pedophile to Washington, D.C. It's like that Mr. Smith movie, but like if you know, if you liked young ones, <laughs> it just means that eight percent of Alabamians have been banned from a mall. <laughs> that's par- that's possible. I don't know who goes to the mall anymore. 
Um, but yeah, that one is absolutely astonishing. So obviously by age, it breaks down as we, as we expected. 13% of the voters were 18 to 29. Always the lowest voter turnout. Still can't get this group of people uh, to get off their asses and vote. 13%. 13 percent that was of, all? of 18 to 29 year olds that's it i mean uh, but you know i i guess you're you're busy and it's december it's a special election no one wants to think about politics christmas is right around the corner 60 percent of those individuals went for jones only 38 percent for more and then jones got 61 percent of 30 to 44 and here is where roy moore really had to start picking up uh some steam when it comes to 45 to 64 and 65 plus but he really didn't do that great of a job 41% of the total voters were 45 to 64, which makes sense. May, uh, most of them are empty nesters. They're involved in politics. That's like kind of the time where you're you're most, um, I guess, invested mm-hmm. in the process. Well, that's when it becomes a good hobby. It's a good hobby, and it actually you, – you, you see the ramifications of policy on your tax reform and, or, and your tax bills and all of this kind of stuff. Roy Moore, when it comes to 45 to 64, only got 51%. 47% for Doug Jones. He had to get a lot more than that. Yeah. And then when it comes to the 65 plus, this is the these are the people that you would think in a traditional Alabama election, 80, 90% going for the Republican. He only got 59%. Uh, that, of course, is Roy Moore. And Doug Jones got 40% of 65 and older, which is a very significant vote mm-hmm. uh, percentage for uh, Doug Jones. Again, that's what seemed to happen here. The total outcome, of course, 49.9, 48.3. Extremely close, but it just seems like Roy Moore did not um, – he did not motivate the vote in the in the exact same way. Uh, obviously, all the allegations, it would have just been absolutely horrific, and we're going to get into the Republican side of this as well. They must be breathing a huge sigh of relief well, right now. Well, they don't have to own Roy Moore anymore. They don't have to own Roy Moore, and also Roy Moore was going to be the perfect stepping stone when it comes to impeaching Donald Trump on these sexual uh, assault allegations. Yeah. That would have been absolutely ideal. They would have used him as a precedent to get to the president and be like, yo, dude, you got to step down. You endorse this guy. He's out of here for the exact things that you're being accused of. So right now, and we'll get into that in a second, they have a two-pronged approach to impeach uh, Trump. If the Russian uh, scandal doesn't go anywhere, the collusion scandal, or it takes too long, that's one area of possible impeachment. And then the sexual harassment, the sexual assault allegations, they're definitely laying the groundwork to make that a plausible reason for impeachment. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to abortion, interesting stuff here. Of course, Roy Moore, no abortions ever. Uh, Doug Jones is a person who I really thought made him a strategic mistake by saying that he was for third-term abortion. Very controversial, even in um, even in pro-choice states. Yeah. Nonetheless, 18% of people who believed abortion should be illegal in all cases went to Doug Jones, which is really a high number considering that this is a crucial issue for people who are pro-life. I mean, abortion is a single issue that people will vote against their best interest constantly for. Uh, as long as the person is, look at Trump, as long as the person is pro-life or says they're pro-life because <laughs> Donald Trump has financed a couple, <laughs> like beyond a couple. Yeah, he's got a couple of hits on his credit card statements. Oh, my doubt. God. Yeah, he's got like, oh, this is my Subway uh, punch card, <laughs> my Planned Parenthood punch card. You know, you know, Barb, the 10th abortion is free and that falls on you. Aren't you the lucky one? 
I mean, it's crazy. God knows. But he was able to get 18% of that vote. 80% of that uh, vote, again, people who believe it's illegal in all cases, went to Moore. Illegal in most cases, Doug Jones got 34% of them. That is, these were, th- these were the areas that when I say Roy Moore had to win big in places uh, amongst people that we knew he was going to win, that's what I'm talking about. 34% of people who believe it's illegal in most cases, that's a huge percentage uh, for Doug Jones. It's gigantic. And, you know, and, and, you know some of these number, numbers that you're talking about here, I mean, this does give me hope. Here. Yeah, I critical mean, it, thinking. It gives me hope. Sometimes, like not yep. just for critical thinking, but be, being able to to listen to each other. Yeah, and, and being able to like reach some compromise here because you know everybody is so far extreme uh, to either side and and so entrenched in their beliefs is that yep. you know we we do need to have some sort of talking to each other here. Oh, absolutely. You know, not necessarily in uh, in Congress, but uh, definitely just. Us, you know, just yeah. us as people, you know, trying to find well, something. We just need to try to find like some sort of compromise here. You know, I don't know. It, it seems, and I think like, we're all, I think we're all being joined by a hatred of Trump and saying like, yeah. oh no, we fucked up. We were wrong. I'm sorry. Let's try to fix this shit. Well, uh, some people, over 50% of the voters in Alabama said that Trump was not a factor. Obviously, people uh, who supported the president overwhelmingly went for Roy Moore. But again, not as much as you might expect. This was really an election won by Jefferson County, which is where Birmingham, Alabama is. And Birmingham, it could be the next Austin, Texas. It could be like, who knows? Really, the sky is the limit for places like Birmingham, Alabama. Their universities are there. It's a lot of young thinkers. It's a it's just like any other progressive place in the country. It just happens to be surrounded by the Merlot red of <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, it, it absolutely. I mean, it, it really could be. Uh, and, and to those people out there, you know, that are uh, trying to say that, you know, like, well, you know what? Uh, yeah, he won. But we almost elected a pedophile. Yes. He, we, but we almost <laughs> did. They almost did. They, they almost did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and I don't I don't necessarily know uh, what what exactly to say about that, because uh, one of the hmm. things that, you know, you did say say something interesting uh is that 94 percent of people that voted for him don't believe it uh that don't don't believe it uh so it's really those eight percent that do believe it's the (laughs) that's the the one that i was just like what this is the ones that you're like ah uh and it's not necessarily that you know that we almost elected something that you know somebody that people knew was a pedophile and still Mm. uh voted for him it's just that they they just didn't believe the accuser so it's not necessarily that that it's you know, people that uh, hear that someone's a pedophile and still like it. It's more just dickheads that don't uh, believe women who accuse powerful men of sexual assault. Well, of course, the Beverly Young that's Nelson. The, that's the actual difference here. Well, you know, there was a lot of with, with the, a lot of people pointed out Beverly Young Nelson who did uh, add some things to the yearbook inscription. They're like, look at that. That was a fraud. And then they were able to mentally sort of paint uh, with a wide brush yeah. all of the women. Uh, as fraudulent. Leah Korfman, she's the one that really is the most significant. She was the one that initially had the Washington Post article, 30 individuals confirming her story. A lot of people are like, it's been 40 years. Why is she just coming forward now? She's been telling this story. According to her, she's like, I tell this story all the time. Yeah. Probably like an obnoxious amount where it's like, <laughs> Leah, we know it's Thanksgiving. I understand. What do you want us to do about it? Yeah. Go knock him off of his horse. 
uh, which he literally rode in on. Oh my God, he is so bad at riding a horse. I know this. You have no well, did idea. Did he ride two horses? I think <laughs> the one on the way out was uh, was crazy. He was very upset. You have no fucking clue how bad he was at riding that horse. Like it's you know it's obvious. Like just mm-hmm. he just got on a horse. I like. He doesn't to ride know horses. how to ride a horse. I like to ride horses. It's the closest I get to being pegged in public. <laughs> And that's the other thing is that even if uh, he they, they don't believe the women, I mean he did. It's a fact that he got banned from the mall. Yeah, that's, he can't go back to the mall. That I think that he can a, go back now. I think the ban has been lifted. <laughs> I don't know where he gets his dungarees or not or dungaroos. Yeah, but that that yeah. right there, that right there is a fact. And it, that even all of that stuff aside, this guy was just the worst. He was the, the, it, was wor- the it was a stun when he beat Luther Strange in the primary. It was shocking. And Luther Strange, the irony, would have walked into this. We wouldn't even be talking about Alabama. Uh, But now we're talking about it as really the bellwether for the Democratic Party. This gave new life uh, to the Democratic Party. And interesting, uh, also coming from Alabama, again, on the backs of mainly black female votes. Yeah. They showed up in droves. 20% of the total electric were black females. 13% uh, were uh, were black males. They showed up, and the Democratic Party really needs to start taking black women seriously, stop using them just for uh, to gain political clout, and they really need to get a reward. They need to get a return for their investment because black women have been saving the Democratic Party for a <laughs> long effing time. Yeah. And the Democratic Party, I don't think, has paid it forward nearly enough. Uh, uh, for that group, for that constituency group who des- definitely deserve it. Because yeah. without them, Doug Jones isn't going to Washington, D.C. right now. Absolutely, absolutely not. A lot of factors. Also, the Republicans that went with the uh, with the writing candidates taking away just enough for Roy Moore. It was This took a lot of people on the field mm-hmm. uh, to beat this crazy theocrat, which is, it's a sad statement, but it's also a good statement. Yeah, it is. Because they came together and they did it. You mentioned Donald Trump. When asked how do you feel he's doing on his job, 89% of people who said he's doing well, who approve of him. And let's not forget, Donald Trump won Alabama by 28 points. He crushed in Alabama. This was like, this was a total trounce uh, in 2016. If you approved, almost 90%, 89% went for more. 9% 9% went uh, for Jones. If you disapprove, 93% went for Doug Jones, 6% for Roy Moore. And now only 40, it's split 48%, 48% approved, disapproved for President Donald Trump. So he's even losing support in, in Alabama. Alabama. Wow. So that's a big sign. And that's one of the interesting um, data points that we're getting from this election. The fact that he won by 28 points and now it's a, it's an even split 48-48. That is not looking good for Donald Trump, and who knows what that means for uh, for 2018. But I think if he is on the ticket, if Donald Trump is on the ticket, that charm is really beginning to wear off. I mean, you know, just look at that ridiculous tweet he had about Kirsten Gillibrand this week. Talking about how she would go into his office. She would always ask for money. She would do anything. He put it in parentheses like he can't see it. anything. Yeah, he like literally put it in parentheses like I'm winking. But everyone's like, we see you. (laughs) We see the word. But he's like, only my my followers can see this. I don't know why I sound like W when I do that. But uh, but he's so stupid. He's just so ridiculous. And obviously that tweet. Set off a whole firestorm, and now he's arguing with Kristen Gillibrand about... Uh, and then the ugh. next tweet about the election where uh, he's like, yeah, I said you should go for Luther Strange, and then I went for more. But, you know, you should have gone for Strange. I was right, you see? It's like, yeah. so 
every person you endorsed lost. And of course, that's what you're telling us right now. You know, Bannon and all of his stooges. Uh, you know, he had Ann Coulter out there was the cover of Breitbart being mm-hmm. like, you know, I never liked Roy Moore. And just look <laughs> at her fucking Twitter feed and tell me she wasn't up this guy's ass. Okay. Yeah. It's totally ridiculous. And then Ann Coulter also was saying, this is not Steve Bannon's fault. It's like, every, yes, it is. Yeah. This Can is 100% you, um, if, Steve Bannon's fault. Exactly. Uh, if, if you just imagine how much he would be gloating right now. Yeah. And just imagine how much credit Steve Bannon would be taking for the victory of Roy Moore and then reverse it. He, he, all of the blame goes to Steve Bannon. Yeah. I mean, obviously Roy Moore as well, but Steve Bannon, the mastermind, I'm so happy that he got his first KO that he got knocked out one time. It's like Tyson. You got to knock him out one time and then, um, they'll never be the same. I don't think Bannon will ever be the same. Absolutely not. No, this, uh, this was a, uh, worldwide knockout. Yeah. Uh, people all over the world were paying attention to this election. Uh, and people all over the world know who Bannon is now. And Mm -hmm. everyone is cheering Bannon bleeding on the mat. Absolutely. Uh, everyone wanted to see this, except for, you know, the dickheads who didn't. Uh, but the vast majority of people around wanted this to happen. And speaking, mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, the ground game. Have you heard the uh, right wing conspiracies about this one yet? About, I'm sure it's bussing in people. It's or something. bussing in yeah. people. And I, I saw a series of tweets. Someone actually broke down the numbers. Yeah. Uh, as far as how many people they would have had to bus in from Missouri into a state with extremely strict ID laws. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have been something like 800 buses. It is uh, the that they would have had to bring in in order to swing the vote into uh, into is, districts where no one was going to notice that you know multiple buses were pulling up all at once. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever so heard. It is so stupid. The Democratic Party, which which is really surprising. One of the things that's really surprising is the Democratic Party has abandoned places like Alabama. Yeah, it's one of the five most conservative states in the country. They have no chance in hell of winning in the general, or they didn't. Uh, But again, going back to those approval ratings for Donald Trump, who knows, I suppose, going forward, uh, if if Alabama does begin to purple a little bit, but they had no structure whatsoever. There's no infrastructure in with the Democratic Party in Alabama. Doug Jones basically built that entire thing from the uh, from the ground up. All of the people who worked for him, all of the canvassers, they did a hell of a job. Uh, That's what it comes down to. Ground game. Uh, boots on the ground, knocking on doors. That's exactly what they did in a state where the DNC, uh, you know, they get no. They, well, they they did get a lot more money. Doug yeah. Jones got eleven point five million dollars. There was a super PAC that funded them. Highway thirty one. This is another area where conservatives are like, who is this super PAC? They're very concerned about money when it's the Democrats. Yeah, uh, they don't really follow the money with the Republicans. Yeah, Roy Moore getting uh, five over, a little bit over five million dollars. So he was outspent almost two to one yeah. by Doug Jones. So some of the conservative um, theories are who are these super PAC groups? Who is funding Doug Jones? Oh, George Soros's name yeah. is thrown around so freaking much. Perhaps George Soros donated some money to the Do- Doug Jones campaign. I don't know. That's how campaigns work. Yeah. Um, and I don't get all up on it with the, when the left goes crazy about the right. I mean, for the longest time, the interesting thing about politics right now, so many things are flipping. First of all, the Democrats are attempting to be a party of uh, sexual morality, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, and then second of all, they are the money of they are the party of big money right now. That's mm-hmm. the one angle that Bannon has always really played up. He's like, we don't take the money from corporate interests. Of course, the RNC refunded. Uh, uh, Roy, not refunded. They started to fund again the Moore campaign. If you wanted to disprove that, look at how much money Republicans took from telecom companies. Oh, the huge amounts, it, of it's, course. It is gigantic yes, amounts. Absolutely. So uh, you are right that uh, Doug Jones did have more money. He did raise more money. But also, don't forget Roy Moore. He had a primary 
uh, that he had to go through in that runoff uh, in for this runoff election, which cost a lot of money for the other candidates. So as a whole, the Republican Party and corporate interests financed a lot, uh, not, not not necessarily more, but comparable money yeah. uh, as Doug Jones. But Doug Jones never really had a process that really more went through a more difficult process to get to where he was. Yeah. I and mean, whoever ran Doug Jones's campaign, whoever his campaign manager was, can write his own ticket. From well, Bakari Sellers had a big uh, had a lot to do with it. He's on CNN. He's a bright dude. Yeah. Um, in- but this is something I think that, that Democrats can look at this race mm-hmm. uh, and take this take totally. this strategy into 2018 mm-hmm. uh, and can I think can really flip some districts here. Well, you know, Doug flip Jones some states flips. It's possible. It is possible. Doug Jones. He, it was interesting because even after the election, he's been very um, he's been very not he he has not been gloating number one and number two he is very like tempered when it comes to the conversation involving the underage girls and and Roy Moore he says he wants to hear out both sides he never really used it no he didn't he never and he, I he thought that was a mistake on he campaigned on principle and ca- campaigned on policy I thought that that was kind of a mistake mm-hmm. because we were talking about Roy Moore so much 2016 we learned the more you're talking about him. Sometimes that manifests itself at the polls in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So no one's talking about Doug Jones. Doug Jones isn't talking about the sexual harassment scandals, which were huge on a national level. But you forget, or at least, you know, maybe it's not on the front of your uh, on your brain. This is a state election that the people that are going to vote don't give a shit. (laughs) You know, they don't care. The sexual harassment scandals are there. It's significant. But they want policy. They need they need to actually hear. Um, you know, a principled politician discussing how he's going to impact their lives. And it seems like Doug Jones stuck to message, stayed on the message, and didn't uh, didn't waver even uh, not to take a bite out of this unbelievable political carrot that is accusations of pedophilia against your opponent. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, it could also be that Doug Jones is a bit of uh, an anomaly when it comes to this uh, because he campaigned <clears throat> on principle and he also campaigned on his record. He campaigned on his record of uh, being a successful prosecutor who took down KKK members. That was huge. That was gigantic. Yes. And, you know, and so he was able to go out to the black community and he can tell them, listen, I fought for you before. Mm-hmm. I will fight for you again. Absolutely. And it can mobilize the fuck out of them by campaigning on who he is rather than who he isn't. And this was the first time where we saw, I want to get to this one thing when it comes to sharing of values, which I think is interesting. Um, when it comes to Barack Obama campaigning on behalf of someone, he never was able to get the numbers. He was never really to get uh, able to get the black vote up. He wasn't really able to uh, mobilize and inspire other in, un, other people in the Democratic Party or, or voters for the Democratic Party until this election. And yeah. I think what you just said had a lot to do with it. They showed the pictures of the four children that were murdered uh, from those Klansmen. Those were on flyers on a regular basis. They talked about that story. Yeah. And this is the first time that the black community had seen justice like that, maybe ever in Alabama. Yeah. So that was a, that was a huge, huge winner. And then, of course, Obama making the robocalls. And again, you combine the 96 percent of black support for Doug Jones doubling the white support that uh, that Obama got. I wonder why. <laughs> um, that's a whole other thing going for Doug Jones. It was a perfect storm of events uh, and one that really no one saw coming. And if you had a chance to watch CNN and Fox News as the it night went amazing. on, <laughs> CNN at first was very sad. And I'm like, OK, they're going to be sad. And then Fox was very happy. And then it and then it kind of changed. It, it flipped, man. It flipped, man. Fox, well, CNN just or Fox News. What did they do? They just well, went to the Mueller. The, it was they amazing. went to the text message. Uh, we, we were, By the way, this this text message thing with this guy, Peter Strzok. Uh-huh. Everyone is going crazy about it. I don't. I, I don't see it. I don't Everyone's see it like, at all. 
Donald Trump's Twitter feed is more offensive than these guys' private texts. Yeah. And just because he has a personal belief and he's texting with a friend uh, a personal opinion, it doesn't necessarily mean it's impacting his job. Absolutely not. And you know, the uh, vast majority of the FBI are very conservative people. Yeah, I've never... (laughs) This is the only world where we're just thinking, yeah, man, those fucking hippie FBI agents, they're Birkenstocks, but shooly smelling, not ass-wiping hippie schmucks. The other, the knock down my door. They're using flip flops to throw through the window now. Uh, yeah, that's idiotic. Course. And yeah, during uh, after the, uh, you know, we all got the news alert that said uh, Doug Jones uh, won. Um, we uh, started. We turned on CNN first, and you know, we watched like the ten minute preview uh, of people celebrate and all that the magic wall. CNN. Uh, yeah, I hate the these mag- television news. I know so. it, it was stupid, but we. Did, I <laughs> but mean, it's fun. I mean, I love. We it, just so. wanted to watch the the of uh, the victory speech. Yeah. That's all we wanted to do. Uh, and so the, the 10 minutes were up on that. So we're like, all right, so now we have to go for Fox News to do the 10 minutes there. Mm-hmm. And it was the opposite. It was live from Fox News, from Roy Moore headquarters. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it just pasted <laughs> on smiles, people milling around, kicking rocks on the <laughs> floor, the like tr- a bunch of Charlie Browns. Oh. Uh, and then you're like, yeah, big Big surprise here in Big Alabama. Surprise. And then they do the transition. The <laughs> and it's like yeah. text messages from FBI agents yeah, to yeah. Robert M- in the Robert Mueller case. Well, what does it mean? They just pivoted right over to that. It's like, okay, but here's something you will like. They do like uh, it. It was, a, it was an amazing pivot. But then, you know, they mm-hmm. actually ended up showing uh, the... Uh, they ended up showing the victory speech oh, from yeah. uh, from uh, from Doug Jones. So Fox I, I thought that was I thought that was at least balanced. a tiny little bit fair yeah. and balanced. The yeah. most trusted, I think they're the, oh no, the CNN is the most trusted name, the most watched, which is not a lie. It's not a lie. So Fox News is telling the truth. Most <laughs> most watched, they're just like telling the truth. Yeah. So when it comes to values, the question of does Roy Moore share your values? People, 95% of voters who said yes, obviously voted for him. 5% uh, went for uh, went for Doug Jones. Uh, people who said no, 91% went for Jones, 6% uh, for more. Does Doug Jones share your values? 96% went for Doug Jones. And, of course, um, does Doug Jones share your values? If they said no, 91%. So that was basically split. But he was able to win. Um, it was 48% of the voters versus 49% of the voters. 48% of the voters said that Doug Jones shared their values. 49% said that Roy Moore shared their values. That was That's another area where traditionally you would think Roy Moore would do very well. He's a va- that, That's the cons- values, mm-hmm. conservative Christian values. That term values has been co-opted and f- fully uh, used by the Republican Party for a long time now, yeah. going back to Ronnie Reagan, uh, where it was a values choice. I mean, they have the values, uh, they, the Voters Values Summit, the value, what is it, the Value Voters Summit, Voters <laughs> Values Summit, all of that evangelical Christian stuff. Roy Moore, that's where he is. That's that's his company. Mm-hmm. And so for Doug Jones to almost, almost tie uh, Roy Moore on values was another very interesting statistic that came out of the election on Tuesday because he is winning in areas, as I said before uh, at the top of the show, he is winning uh, big in areas where he had to, Doug Jones I'm talking about, and that again is Jefferson County, Birmingham, and then making it close 
where traditionally, again, with abortion, I know 18% of people is not a huge percentage. If you think about, but if you think about the fact uh, that abortion is such a key issue for these individuals, the fact that 18% of people who wanted to see banned, and it's over 50% if you take into account uh, the 34% who say it should be banned, or at least um, in most instances, in most incidents, uh, incidents. So that's a huge win uh, for Doug Jones that I haven't seen before in an, in a red state election where one candidate is openly evangelical Christian. They tend to win on abortion and they tend to win on values. And Doug jo- and they tend to win big. And and Roy Moore just did not. No, he absolutely did not. So uh, one thing that I'm wondering about these uh, numbers is that, you know, Doug Jones won this uh, by winning only one out of seven districts in Alabama. How do the rest of them stack up as far as splits go? I mean, how how do the rest of them stack up as far as percentages go uh, between Moore and Doug Jones? I think that's going to be an important thing to look at. Overall, Republican vote was down. Obviously, as we just said, this was huge numbers uh, for the Democratic Party. And again, he just was not, you know, he was winning 60-40. He was winning some, uh, you know, 70-30. But he needed to get in the 80s to the or the 90 percentile in order to overcome this huge um, suburban and uh, and urban uh, groundswell of support for Jones. And he just did not win big enough in the areas that he did win. Mm-hmm. So that's why, yeah, you see that. How, how does this guy lose? No one's in those counties. Yeah. Those counties are like so freaking tiny. It's crazy. But that's that's Roy Moore country. And they usually show up. And I cannot stress this again uh, enough. That write-in support, the independents went 9% uh, for write-in, which is Lee Busby, Ron Bishop. I'm sure a lot of people wrote in Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, I think quite I'm a sure few that he did. might find himself being the senator. <laughs> I did see – I actually did see a so – I did not read – you know, it seemed like a waste of time to read it. But, uh, yeah, it, it said something about, uh, like, Nick Saban may have swayed the election. It's possible. <laughs> it is totally possible. Don't piss off Alabama football. Nick Saban is the, the head coach of uh, Alabama, right? What? University of Alabama. Yes, yeah. of course. He's a guy – like, literally a yeah. guy. I don't know. Don't – don't repeat that as fact because I only saw the headline. No, I, I didn't read the story, but no, but the write-in votes they were they were very crucial, and the majority of those votes would have gone Republican. This yeah. would have been a landslide for any other candidate. Roy Moore just sucks that bad. We'll just do this real quick by gender. Uh, in general, 49% of the voters were men. As I said earlier, 51% of the voters were women. We're starting to see um, they're they're in the ang- they're, the stages of grief. Uh, they're out of their beds. They're they're off their uh, couches. They're onto the streets, and now they're going to the polls, and they're angry and they're pissed off. Yeah, and they are going to be crucial. Going with the female vote cannot be stressed enough. No, they are mobilized. They're organized. Uh, you know, it all started with the with the women's march. It's never really ended. This the the sexual harassment purge that we're seeing uh, when it comes to Congress and uh, in every aspect, Hollywood, media, uh, politics, every aspect. All of this stuff is indicative to a huge social movement led uh, and uh, and followed by women. Mm-hmm. And so, fifty one percent of the total voter uh, outcome. Was women interestingly enough? Forty-one percent still voted for Roy Moore yeah. as a total, which is that's a high number. Uh, Doug Jones, fifty-seven percent. But of, it's, it's that value shit again. It's that, the value it, it's, stuff. And it's, it's all about the, it's a, it's values, it's abortion, and yep. it's just plain not believing those women. Uh, yeah. It's just that's what it is. It's not. It's not that the people who voted for Roy Moore voted for him, uh, knowing that he was a pedophile. 
It's the mm-hmm. people that voted for Roy Moore voted for him not believing those women. That's the difference. Of men, 56% went for Moore, 42% went for Jones, 2% right in. Again, a crucial vote there. Sex by race, white dudes, 26% for Jones, 72% for Moore, as you can expect. And this is really another uh, stunning number, and we saw this in uh, in 2016 with 53% of the suburban white female vote going for Donald Trump, which was really a big surprise. 63% of white women supported Roy Moore in this. 34 percent surprising in the least bit. That's a high number. It's 63%. a high number, but it's not even close to surprising. 34 uh, percent of white women went for Doug Jones. So you see there that Doug Jones was peeling 26 percent and 34 percent of black men. Uh, and again, 31 um, percent of the total vote was white women. Black men, 11 percent of the total vote, 93 percent went for Jones, 6 percent for Moore. And I think I misspoke before. Black women made up 17 percent of the total voting electric, 98 percent went for Doug Jones. So that was why he was able to get uh, over the finish line and uh, was able to win this election. There's a lot of interesting data here. Just check out uh, the Washington Post article, and you can look for yourself. Obviously, liberals, uh, 86% went for uh, went for Jones, 14% for Roy Moore. Who are they? <laughs> Again, that's like, how do you be like, I am a diehard liberal. I'm going for the theocrat who fucks the horse. <laughs> I just don't get like how the horse fucks the horse. Yes, the horse. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Conservatives, uh, Doug Jones was able to get 15 percent of them. Moderates, 25 percent for more. 74 uh, percent uh, for Jones. And the the black vote came through despite widespread uh, voter suppression. I mean, oh, I, I don't it's know. Alabama. It's, yeah. it's Alabama. Well, what uh, Alabama put through a couple years ago is they uh, put forward very very strict voter ID laws. And then right after that, they closed down a bunch of DMVs in well, black neighborhoods. It's, yeah, it's really the closing down of the DMVs that's well, that, uh, extremely those, problematic. It, well, it's yeah. those two things together. Yeah. It's the voter ID laws first and then the closing of the DMVs mm. right afterward. I mean, that, that and, those two things go hand in hand. You can make that... The, it, any. You, you can have to be that an absolute, idiot to not make yeah. that correlation. And uh, in the closing of polling stations, a yeah. lot of times these places, we saw that in 2016 in the primary, actually in the Democratic primary, I think it was Arizona when they just, what did they go down to, like seven polling stations yeah. and before they had uh, 50 or 60 of them? Those numbers aren't right, but that's, that we, we politicians do this, uh, political uh, organizations do this on a regular basis to disenfranchise votes they, they don't want because mm-hmm. they, those voters don't support them. So- some good news, Doug Jones, he will most likely be seated in January. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? It, you know, when this happened uh, under Obama, Obama waited for the, uh, a senator to be seated, but that doesn't seem to be <laughs> happening gonna here. They're going to try to steamroll no. through as much as they possibly can. The Republican Party, of course, this tax plan, which I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around how this is a net gain for anyone, adding to the deficit and taking money uh, from the poor to give to the rich, it doesn't seem to make any sense to me, but no. that's... And you know, that's what they want to do. That's the hill they want to die on. And so. repealing net neutrality, uh, it stings. Yeah. Yes, it does sting, but it is not uh, the death blow. Uh, this, this is mm-hmm. not the end of this. And again, this just seems like another political loser. Once people's internet bills start going up, once oh, people sure. start seeing this shit, you know, it's going to be so easy for the Democrats to point at the Republicans and say, 
They did it. They did it. They're, but then, they're the reason why you have to pay extra for everything now. They yeah. did it. But the thing is, will the Democratic Party do anything to stop it? Yeah. It's because they're all bought and sold by the same damn corporations at the end of the day. So well, who knows? But then, no, right that, now, the Democratic Party can be the good guys. Net, neutra- no, net, net neutrality votes went straight among party lines. Yeah. They, they went straight among, like, Republican well, and, and Democrat. Yeah. And, you know, even though uh, the, um, you know, some of the, Rep- the Democrats may have got, did get money from telecom companies it's the republicans that are spending it yeah and are really paying attention to it and uh they're 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 eating the meal if you want to uh if you are a republican and you want to look at the bright side of this number one again it's much better for the republican party roy moore is nowhere near washington dc the election will be in 2020 right so doug jones will have two three years i suppose um to uh to hold that senate seat and then they can run a more moderate or more traditionally Republican candidate, and they can get that seat back. This was this is not a permanent uh, thing. For, I mean, it would be amazing if Doug Jones could be a consistent Democratic senator from Alabama. That would be real unbelievable. <laughs> be and awesome. we'll see. I mean, who knows? Uh, we'll see if this is a true indication that the, st- the state has gone a little bit more purple or if this was just such a crazy election that it's not going to be uh, indicative of, of elections going forward. But if you're the Republicans, you got to be happy as hell. Yeah, but uh, the because other- they would be setting up ethics committees right now. Yeah. The news would just be <laughs> all the news would be on this lunatic going to Washington. Mm-hmm. And, but on the other hand, man, I mean, you say like this is one crazy election. The fuck you call 2016? One crazy election. <laughs> I, I call it all. I it's mean, all the it's same. Like, it's it's getting to be where like you know if the yeah. Republicans uh, keep putting forth people like well but that's the other thing is that the republicans didn't put forth roy moore roy moore put himself forth and yeah. the republicans had no choice but to say come on uh yeah, so I mean, that- you know it just seems like if you know people if these crazy motherfuckers keep getting put forth in these general elections it's going to be a crazy election every single Time. And watch this Brooks guy. This is the guy that Ann Coulter really wanted to win. Mm. Apparently, oh, is that the one that, that she? Yeah. is that the one that she was secretly supporting the whole time? That was her secret crush. Yeah, <laughs> um, watch out for him. He's another lunatic. So who knows what happens? The 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 fight uh, is not over. But this was a big win for the Democratic Party and just more rational people nationwide. Yeah, we just cannot have <laughs> someone like Roy Moore being one of the most powerful, 100 most powerful people in the country. We cannot have it. Uh, and we did not have it. So we it, was, it was a little too close to call, but that's okay. We cannot have people running our country that believe even one of the seven or eight batshit crazy things that Roy Moore believes. Not it, it, not even one of them. It's not constitutional. It's just, it's un-American. Yes, it is. It's extremely un-American. So just briefly here, this is, again, going back to Roy Moore, the sexual harassment uh, scandals. What's going on culturally? with the purge of, uh, of people in power. Uh, Donald, The Democratic Party is laying the groundwork now to what they did with Al Franken. In some ways, a sacrificial lamb. We talked about this on uh, the last episode of the episode before, just how it was that a smart strategic decision because they're possibly going to be giving up a seat. But now they've got the seat in Alabama, which was big. So that might nullify if they do lose a seat in Minneapolis or Minnesota. If that does go Republican again, people think about Minneapolis. They think about Prince. You got Michelle Bachman and Marcus Bachman, gay conversion therapy. (laughs) Uh, There are a lot of places in Minnesota that are just as backwards as as some places in Alabama. Mm -hmm. So who knows where that goes? 
uh, when it comes to a Democrat leaving office among, uh, amidst a sexual harassment scandal, allegations. It's a lot of possibility for a Republican to come in there. Mm-hmm. So, and, but this, but this, what this, why this Alabama win is so significant. Yeah, and if the uh, Democrats' long-term strategy is impeachment on grounds of uh, sexual misconduct, then Franken has to go down. He's got to go down. John Every Conyers, Democrat, every single one, has to go down. Yeah. And actually, it, it's uh, Al Franken hasn't officially resigned. I'm not sure why he's taking so long. It is what it is. It's going to happen because I think he thought he was going to be president. Yeah, it was yeah. possible that he, he would have his dreams. His dreams are done. You well, know? I guess he could always run again. Who knows? Maybe president of a bowling league or <laughs> I don't know what. Get into, get into eating competitions. That's, that's going to be my, my twilight years. It's like, is that a really hot jalapeno? I'll have it. I'll eat all of the jalapenos and I'll die that way. That'll be fun. <laughs> I can't wait. So that's uh, in my uh, with my analysis. Mm. That's the two-prong effect going on right now when it comes to doing away with Donald Trump or at the very least – um, completely handcuffing any political clout that he has left, um, going after him for the, the Russian investigation. We haven't even covered. Oh, my God, there's so much to talk about. Yeah. We haven't even gotten into all that. Donnie Jr. was just speaking for nine hours in a private Senate intel committee hearing uh, yesterday. We don't know what was said yet. Uh, obviously, that information will be coming out. Uh, at some point, hopefully, if these hippies in the FBI ever release the data, if they get off their duffs and stop smoking doobies. But uh, so that's the one thing. But we all know the. I was watching Bill Maher. It is like such a useless show. Yeah. Bill, I had a funny tweet. Oh, yeah. I said, Bill, watching Bill Maher is like watching a VHS tape. Desperately trying to seem like new technology. That's a funny tweet. <laughs> Well, Brooke liked it, and that's all that matters. <laughs> and I got a couple of faves. Um, so that's the one angle, and then the sexual harassment stuff. There, you know, this whole it's it's um, it is a strategic decision that the Democratic Party has made, mm-hmm. and we'll see if it pays off. Really taking this is, and you know, it's so funny because people on the right now sound a lot like Democrats did in the nineties, mm-hmm. where they're just like you Puritan schmucks. <laughs> you know what's going on? But what we can't touch each other anymore. <laughs> Uh, and that's exactly what the Republicans sounded like uh, in the 90s or the Democrats sounded like in the 90s during the whole, you know, impeachment proceedings when mm-hmm. it comes to Bill Clinton, which it was extremely uh, difficult and problematic. And that should have been stopped back then. So we didn't have to deal with all that. I don't think we would have a Donald Trump if the Democratic Party didn't allow for the actions of, of Bill Clinton in the mm-hmm. 90s. It's so because the sexual harassment stuff was nullified. We don't have to rehash 2016. No. But you recall how it was sort of nullified yeah. by Donald Trump. Be like, yeah, I, I did it. Sure. Look at them. They did it, too. And then everyone's just it, nerfed the fuck out of the entire thing. Yeah. And that's why. What was it? A, 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 what was the uh, a turd sandwich and, uh, and a uh, giant douche? A or giant something douche. Like that. Yeah. Was, that but, was what happened. That was, well, so the Democratic it's kind of what happened, but I also think, like, that's a cop-out. Don't get me wrong. I'm a gigantic South Park fan, but I think that uh, that episode, that is definitely not true. There was a very clear choice here. Well, they muddled, they, they muddied the waters enough. Yeah. I'm just saying what happened. That's just, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. And, they de- they yeah. definitely muddied the waters, but there was a, the, so. there are, I think we're, we're starting to see now that, you know, that there are, very real differences between the parties. Oh my God! Yeah, there are very, well, very Trumpism huge. is a whole nother. It's yeah. yeah it's, I think people for crazy. for many many years have been saying there's no difference between the parties, and and now now we are starting to see that there there absolutely is the yeah, consequences are, of mm. uh, of the Republicans and what what they've been doing for for so long, what they've been building towards for so long. We're we're seeing extremely real consequences of that. You know, the side effect of limited government is oligarchy. And yeah. so you have to find a good common ground. You got to find a good middle ground. And, 
yeah, what they do with the tax bill, what they're doing with net neutrality, it's just it's not it's it's not an appropriate it's not an appropriate measure. And you're right, yeah. they are proving themselves to be as bad uh, as many people expected or suspected them to be. Mm-hmm. Lesser of two evils, yes. I'll totally go with lesser of two evils <laughs> mm. as far as that, as far as what, where Democrats are right now and where Republicans are right now. It's definitely a lesser of two evils situation. But, but uh, candidates matter. Yeah, candidates absolutely So matter. the Democratic Party, uh, you know, they didn't do themselves any favors either. And, you know, no. they anyway, fucked up. They, they fucked up. Everyone, everyone messed up. Yeah. Except for me, who voted for Gary Johnson, my favorite. <laughs> and I am so the third party candidates do not. Uh, you know, they most people who voted for Gary Johnson would have voted for Donald Trump. Yeah, Jill Stein, who the hell knows? Yeah. I, Jill Stein supporters are so weird to me because yeah. <laughs> a lot of them will start talking and they're like, "I think I like Bod. <laughs> I really like him." I'm like, "What is happening?" So they might have supported Trump too. Who the I hell know. knows? Yeah, we, there's we, a, there's an idea that oh, the Green Party, you're going to vote left, but it, the Green Party. It's so weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Anyway, yeah, and we, we don't need to relitigate 2016 not, no. over and over. No, but we also now we're have to say that every Although, single episode. Yes, <laughs> we do have to say that every episode. But no, honestly, this was this was sort of relitigating 2016, what happened yeah. here on Tuesday in the special election to fill the seat vacated by Jeff Sessions, our lovely attorney general, mm. who was too racist in the 80s, <laughs> but not anymore. He's fine. Oh, God. He is the, re, re-upping the war on weed, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's tr- trying to take away medical marijuana. Good. Even though, uh, it has been uh, recently proven that in states where uh, medical marijuana is legal or weed is completely decriminalized and available for recreational use, that teen pot use actually goes down. And opioid use goes down as well, which Everything. is really the... It is it's a huge, beneficial the, in every way. The opioid drug crisis, it's killing more than HIV did. It really? is unbelievable. Yeah, we're at 65000 a year now. And all these big pharmaceutical companies, they are drug dealers in lab coats. But mm-hmm. we will get into that. And also, I got all your emails here. Thank you so much for reaching out about Bears Ears. Marcus is actually, you're gone next week. I'll probably just do something alone here. So I'll read those emails. Great. Um, and uh, so we'll get to the bottom of all of that. All right, everyone. I'm going to say a hail yourself because you guys did a great job in Alabama. And I will say Marcus Parks. Find you on Twitter. Yeah. Find yourself on Twitter. At Marcus Parks. That's where I am. <laughs> and on Instagram, I'm Ben Kissel one and uh, Ben Kissel on Twitter. And I guess that's it. Go and rate and review if you want to. Yeah, that, it, it helps gonna, out a hell of a lot. Let's, uh, let's get us up in the charts. Yeah. That sounds great. All right, everyone. Talk to you soon. You bet. Goodyear Auto Service takes pride in caring for your car. Get in the groove with Goodyear's technician tips. Number 13, inspect your tread. Like a podcast, you're an investigative journalist finding the cracks in the case. And number 64, pump your brakes before you crank that debate. Coming in for routine brake checks are essential for your safety. Goodyear Auto Service, here for the bumps in the road. Get more tips at GoodyearAutoService.com.